I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Popcher podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash sick sick disgusting it's actually fucking disgusting (laughs) that's (laughs) guys only want one thing and it's fucking disgusting (laughs) all right hello welcome back to the cult popsha podcast uh if you only listen to this podcast for our discussions about the oscars welcome back it's been a year how are Um, you how are you how's your year been tell us how you've been in the comments (laughs) um yeah we're back um by uh demand i'm not i I hesitate to say popular demand (laughs) (laughs) um but we're back Uh, it's me and as always aj i'm richard and uh we're joined again for the oscar season with our resident oscar expert aaron (laughs) or as i call him oscar (laughs) hello how's how's everyone doing How's your year been? (laughs) Thank you for asking. I've been so good. It was a big year. Big year. Yeah, lots happened. 2019, eh? There you go. Yeah. There you go. I don't like how it looks written down. 2019? Yeah. Like the nine is like, it's itching to become- A a, 10. A a 10. Yeah, Yeah, it's concerningly close to 20. You know, like when you're like, you're you're 29 uh, and you're like, yeah, 30. I mean, I'm basically 30. Yeah, 2009 wasn't a very good- doesn't look very good either. No. no. 1999, though, that looked good. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, because it was penultimate. There yeah. Was a sense, there was a sense of, like, grandeur to 1999. Yeah, an achievement as opposed to, like, oh, God, the years are ticking by. I'm be <laughs> yeah. soon. And, like, nine doesn't look so bad when he's got two buddies. Mm. That's true. But when he's just by himself, you're like, who yeah. invited this guy? <laughs> when he's got two beautiful zeros in front of him. Or a yeah. zero right. and a one. Yeah. Nine is a drunk zero. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. Nine's just an upside down six. <laughs> <laughs> Do you draw your sixes with the straight stick? Mm. No, I draw my nines with a curve. Really? Mm. Interesting. No, I don't. Oh. I type them that way. That's true. Well, you don't have much choice in that, do you? <laughs> yeah, like I type my lowercase a's with that weird um, thing at the top that no one does. <laughs> I do that sometimes because yeah, no I, one does it. Yeah, I've done that sometimes <laughs> and I'm like, who would, who would do this in real life? I, I feel like it doesn't get discussed enough. Like as a society, we don't point that out enough. That when you're typing an A, it doesn't look like no. Like it's, like if you were just learning English, you'd be like, "What's that letter?" And they'd be like, "That's A," and you'd be like, "What?" And no, this is A. I'll show you A. I thought I knew A. It was the first one. <laughs> Wait, so are we talking about the the part of the stick that goes above the circle? <laughs> it goes above and beyond. Like, are you, are you talking about the cross thing at the top of the stick? No, like, like if you. 
I'm pointing at an A on my, oh, on my computer screen. Oh, the rounded thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird, eh? What were you thinking of? Nah, you know in you know in Times New Roman how the the A has like a thing, but also has kind of like a a little 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 something something going on on top. Oh, yeah, a serif. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't talking about a serif. You weren't talking for, about the serif. For those of you playing at home, please find your nearest A, and, <laughs> so that you can visualize what we're talking about and comment what kind of A it is. Yeah, it might be All a right. capital A. Capital A is a very uh, visually appeal, like you know. It's, a be- it's big, letter. bold, and beautiful. It's powerful. Yeah. Especially if you chuck a bit of aerial bold on it. Oh. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. It's sorry. It's sorry we're taking so long to get to the content. It's just we haven't caught up in a year. It's been a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to know what everyone thinks of the letter A. Seeing as how it does start your name, Aaron. The next 25 weeks are going to shock you because we're going to do a deep dive on the whole damn thing. <laughs> um, yeah, because Aaron, actually, you, your, your name starts have, with two A's. I have both the big, bold and beautiful version and the weird version. Yeah. Wow. So you get to start, like, you know, someone's reading your name from left to right and they're like, what a what a start! What a start! A frame housing, solid house. I don't want to steal Aaron's thunder, but technically, I start with a capital A and then have an A in the ander part of Alexander. Yeah, no, but Aaron's are like they're buddies. They're, they're, two, they're, they're right next to each other. They're two A's hanging out, impressive. two best yeah. butts. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like you've got Lex in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lex, in typical Lex Luthor fashion, taking yeah. up that valuable real estate in the middle of yeah. your name. Yeah, by the time you've got to Ander, you're so distracted by Lex that you've forgotten they're the same letter repeated. Yeah. It's true. Hmm. I was- Dude, I am trying so hard to think of a segue, and we keep we keep <laughs> digging deeper into the alphabet, and I'm like, okay, what can what can connect this to talking what's, about the Oscars? What's the most Oscar-y letter? Because <laughs> well, the A are- has got to be the capital A. Well, because they are the Academy Awards. There you go. There you go. Um, There's and, your- and we're here <laughs> seven minutes into this podcast. Well, I don't know. We cut out the intro because we talked for a while before we started recording. A little peek behind the curtain for you. Um, giving too many of them lately. <laughs> like, yeah, we need we, to pull back the curtain. Um, There's no curtain I mean, anymore. We need, yeah, we need to. The, oh, the curtain's fallen off. The, the rails. curtain's fallen off and I need my mum to help me put it back on the railing because it just <laughs> doesn't go, work when I try. You guys are both just big, ugly, naked guy from <laughs> 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 uh, I can't call my mum because I'm naked <laughs> But I also need her to help me put my clothes on <laughs> The um, irony that's, so. that's what we call dramatic irony <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, we are here to talk about the Academy Awards And mm. uh, specifically how to fix them mm. Are they broken? Do they need fixing? Um, what's if gonna, anyone what, knows, we do. What's going to be the name of the, this episode? Is it how to fix the Oscars or yeah, how I to improve so. the Oscars? Are there ten fix- things wrong with the Oscars? Number six. Well, I won't shock I like you. fixing as well because it suggests that the uh, results are also fixed. Because mm. you know? <laughs> improve is like you know we can bring it from a two to a one, uh, one to a two. No, 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 but, you know. but Aaron's Aaron's saying, like, how to fix the Oscars, like, industry bigwigs. Like, you want to yeah, know yeah, how yeah. to make yeah, sure no, so your I'm, film wins. I'm agreeing with them as to why improve wouldn't be oh, an right. improved choice. Yeah. Right. So we're going to, like, we'll get that sweet conspiracy theorist audience coming in to listen to be like, oh, these guys know how to do it. Yeah. How can yeah. I make sure Beautiful Boy wins, mm. even though it wasn't nominated? <laughs> 
and then people who um, have won Oscars and have had them fall off their mantelpiece and break in half will be like, finally, I've tried glue. Um, <laughs> it works three ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's start. Well, so, so oh, the, oh, <laughs> finally got down to it. Now AJ's got the, more the stuff about the letter A. All right, let's go. The, the reason we're having this discussion is because. I mean, the Oscars get shat on every year for for various amounts of reasons, whether they're too racist or they're not racist, not racist enough. enough. <laughs> um, but but I feel like uh, with a few um, things that were announced and then swiftly re- redacted earlier for the, this year's Oscars, yeah, they actually there is a few times. Eh? Yeah, yeah, there is a few conversations going on about what's wrong with them, um, and it goes beyond just film that i saw wasn't nominated yeah or film that i saw was nominated and i didn't want it to be <laughs> um, i want my money back <laughs> so one thing that was announced and then swiftly redacted uh you guys might remember back uh last month or the month before uh kevin hart was announced to be the host of the oscars uh mm. now we all love kevin hart here at Carl <laughs> 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 no, no, no we love the rock you got them mixed ah, up. dang it um, but then he, uh, some homophobic tweets from his past resurfaced and uh, twenty four about 24 hours later, he stood down. Mm. And then about a month later, he appeared on Alan's show and Alan said, if you let the haters get you down, they win. And she said, you need to host the Oscars because otherwise they win. She said she called the Academy and they said, we're dying to have Kevin back. And Kevin said, I'll think about it. 24 hours later, he said, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. Uh, and then the Oscars have sits Alan announced- DeGeneres, as ambassador of gay people, forgave him and was like- <laughs> She put the Go gay forth, in forgave. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then- uh, Yeah, so then the Oscars have now announced they're going forward without a host. So mm. this isn't an unprecedented move. The, the, they, it's been a while, but the last time they didn't have a host was 1989- which, as you guys might know, is 30 years ago and also ends in a nine. Damn it. <laughs> um, and That's an ugly-looking number as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it kind of has the symmetry of the 989. Yeah, I, I, 89 to me looks like a, um, a in-love couple who got married and got fat together. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should just do a, like, what numbers look like podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the emotions that numbers give you, but yeah. So they they opened the show, and feel free to look this pause this this and, and look it up on YouTube. But they opened the show with this really cringeworthy, terrible performance of Snow White following the Hollywood stars to Hollywood, and it goes through. She does this musical number with Rob Lowe, who has publicly apologised for this. Um, <laughs> Being so horrendous. He's publicly apologised for that, but not for other things. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That, that was the low point of his career. Yeah, they're like, Rob, is there anything you want to apologise for? And he's like, oh, not nine Oscars. <laughs> um, again, feel free to look up the things Rob Lowe's done in his past. <laughs> Pause this video and Google <laughs> Rob Lowe's past. Um, but let's just say there's a reason he's not hosting the Oscars this year. Uh, yeah, so... It has been done before without a host, but the question I posit to you guys is, A, who do you think should or should have hosted the Oscars? And um, should they even have a host? Wow. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there there's a there's an emblem to who the host is each year. It's like who's the next James Bond or Doctor Who or President of the United States, you know? Like there's a <laughs> there, there's a tradition to it that makes it fun to see who's who's the host going to be. I don't yeah. exactly have someone in mind, um, but it's always fun when it's someone you're not expecting, like all those fun Reddit commenters pointing out that Deadpool should host the Oscars and shit. <laughs> like I'm not saying that'd be a good idea. But I would love to watch that happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think... Yeah, because we could speculate for, for hours as to who should host the Oscars, but it's quite interesting because for uh, well, the last wee while it's been comedians or, like, talk show hosts, which g- gives it a very... Because there's a, a set in stone sort of way that a talk show runs. You've got the monologue at the start, you throw to sketches, and, and it's kind of inflating the ceremony because it's three hours long, which is already, you know, quite long. And then on top of that, it usually runs late. And uh, yeah, so I I think it's quite interesting when they do someone like Hugh Jackman hosted um, and it opened with just like a musical number. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, maybe give it a break from the traditional model, like make fun of the celebrities and then, yeah, maybe have uh, Seth MacFarlane come back and sing about the, the actress's boobs again. Was he the Oscars? Yeah, he hosted the Oscars. Wow, that's crazy. He doesn't at all seem like yeah. he's got the, uh, the clout in Hollywood to be able to yeah, do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't scream gravitas. No. Yeah. <laughs> we got the guy that some people know as the voice of Peter Griffin. Like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like we, they, yeah, there, there's definitely different ways you can kind of run it. But um, it's it kind of become, because it, at one point it was the like most sought after job in Hollywood. Really? And now it's like, Nobody will the take not, it. The least sort after job. Exactly. And um, yeah, like apparently Jimmy Kimmel, who hosted the last two years, said that he got paid $15,000 to do it, which to you and me, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll host the Oscars. <laughs> uh, but that's not a lot of money in showbiz no. terms. And he said that all basically he got $15,000 to show up on the night and do three hours worth of work. But on top of that, you've got to film all the sketches that happened beforehand if you want to do that kind of shit um you've got to have all your writers working which also takes them away from working on his on his show and he said like at the end of the day he actually ended up losing money have hosting the oscars poor jimmy poor jimmy do you think in the first instance like the first time he hosted it might have been positive for his like show though yeah yeah because because his um the Oscars lead into Jimmy Kimmel Live on ABC. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, that's a good point. I think I think it's good for a- ABC can kind of pull some strings to be like Jimmy, you have to do it. Jimmy, we pay you a horrendous <laughs> sum of money. <laughs> Jimmy, please. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it, as well. Like, what do you guys think of the whole Kevin Hart situation? <sighs> uh, I mean, f- for me, I think. Like, it's it's kind of ridiculous because he's never actually really apologized about what he said. You know, like right, right. Like he's near. You know, like he's sort of said, "Guys, come on, I've moved past this and I've grown. I don't need to address this." But he's never actually said, "Look, I'm sorry for what I said." Yeah. You know, well, like, like yeah, because because that that is the kind of common argument that he's he still hasn't apologize for it but it's like he's addressed it 
he's said that he's changed as a person and because like he has said like i shouldn't have said those things etc but it's like how much weight do the words i'm sorry actually need to hold you know like like isn't saying those in my past like times have changed i've changed like kind of a why isn't that enough but but i also kind of respect the fact that he's he's now not doing it and he's just saying they were like oh actually we want you back and he's like no i I just don't want any part of that i've done talking about it Mm. and and i can see why that would scare people off now as well yeah i think for me i'm like when one when one celebrity was called out for tweets you know name uh, name the first couple that it happened to it was like james i was like cool you know whatever idiots mm. and now that it's happening too much i'm like i don't know how i'm supposed to feel about this anymore yeah i mean it's a difficult <laughs> one though because if you like read the actual tweet it's basically like if my son came home and claims to be gay i'd beat him up yeah you know like there's kind of a difference between what he said yeah. and what james gunn said that's the thing yeah like james gunn's jokes you can tell are very poorly worded jokes whereas kevin hart's did seem to come from a place of homophobia but at the same time I don't know. Like, do we not? Do we just not allow people to rehabilitate and grow? Because then, like, why do we have prison? Why don't we just have the death penalty? Yeah. Um, no, like, definitely- yeah. If you're literally saying something you did once or said once represents you your entire life, and I do think there is a level of accountability, but like, um, there was uh, Robert Downey Jr. was presenting an award to Mel Gibson, and he gave this great speech about how when Robert Downey Jr. was pretty down on his like, Mel Gibson took him in. And said, basically, like, if you embrace what you did, if you accept what you did and you sort of repent, eventually people will accept you. Again, now Robert Downey Jr. is the biggest star in the world. Uh, he called it Hugging the Cactus. Uh, and, he, and then as long as he would do it for the next guy and it turns out the next guy ended up being Mel Gibson and he kind of gave this, this really nice speech about it. And Mel Gibson's taken a little bit longer to, to get back <laughs> into the public eye, but he's kind of then, I mean, directed a Best Picture nominee. He was in... Daddy's Home Two, uh, the two the two biggest um, achievements <laughs> that a reformed actor can make. Yeah, but he's um, done a comeback trailer, right, man? <laughs> I bet. But to be fair, his role in Daddy's Home Two was was almost an apology in itself for his behaviour because he played a character. Let's talk about Daddy's Home Two. Um, no, because he he played a character who was like. Reform. misogynistic yeah. and stuff and was able to almost use that role as a vessel to apologize in a film that got five percent on rotten tomatoes so <laughs> but yeah i mean like i don't know should we allow people to be forgiven yes i think so definitely but i mean specifically with the kevin hart thing it seems as if he's like look guys let my actions i've grown as a person let my actions speak for that but like if you're not willing to be like it's come up again and i'd like to apologize again Mm. for what's happened like i don't know it seems like you should be forgiven so long as you've actively like made like strides as a person and you're also willing to like go back to that moment continuously and say look i'm sorry for what i said yeah, as I opposed agree. to being like, stop bringing it up. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think like after, if he was still hosting the Oscars, I could, un- I would. Yeah. But like the fact that he's like, I'm done. Can we not talk about the Oscars? Um, I, I get that. And I kind of. Yeah. It, it, it's not something you see celebrities do very often. 
it's, but it's, it's very human i feel it's weird trying to figure out whether or not i want to forgive a um celebrity who i don't care about either way yeah yeah <laughs> do i defend kevin hart or do i chastise him i don't even like kevin hart <laughs> yeah. just, like why am rock. i in this position <laughs> he uh, loved the rock yeah like um Okay, so that's, that's that's sort of we've we've all sort of made our points clear on that about the Kevin Hart situation. But like, if there is no host, how do you think the ho- the, the show should run? Well, the uh, did two thousand and is it two thousand fourteen when they had all those different hosts? Does that count as not having a host? Uh, I believe they still had they had a, a host. specific. I think they had co-hosts or something. Eh. Let yeah. Find it. find a um. Because uh, there was talk of getting like Marvel actors to host yeah. it, so that's I kind of, I didn't hate that idea. I th- I mean it's kind of weird that actors known for a franchise that famously barely like except for this year never gets nominated. Like yeah. <laughs> like, but well, I, that's yeah. that's maybe a place to go with it is find a group of like people who you you group together in your mind anyway and get them to yeah split the job yeah I, I think i think the the marvel actors is a, because they're all attractive they're all charismatic they're all recognizable yeah. and um they're all are there does you know they're under under disney's um watchful eye and abc is also under disney's watchful eye yeah. that's true they're clean aren't they um like or as clean as they can be yeah well, <laughs> I, the robert Downey jr would have been cast in a disney film but that was before yeah, yeah. he was before marvel bought them uh, before they bought Marvel, sorry, um, but yeah, I think I think that the getting the getting those guys in isn't a bad idea. Yeah, uh, mm. definitely not. It sort of depends as well. Like, if you want to maintain the format of having like you know like opening monologue sketches and stuff like that, mm. like it's sort of it would be hard, I reckon, if you didn't have one person driving the ship. You know, if you had yeah. like if you had like thirty actors in a room with the like I don't know the ten most famous Marvel actors in a room, like yeah. all right, guys, this is what we're doing. No, this is what we're doing. Yeah, I don't want to. Do I, that. I think yeah, like because you can quite easily do the host after whatever the opening is is pretty much just in recent years it's become hey let's do a funny let's yeah. take a selfie with um kevin spacey pulling a weird face in the background that will now have to be photoshopped out of it um yeah. but yeah like they, they kind of just pop up every now and then and be like hey so you've got this award coming up so if you can have some kind of opening made by someone those little fill-in bits could just be randomly you know Robert Downey Jr. pops up and then Chris Evans pops up for the next one. Um, or even just because they have said they want to s- smooth the telecast a little bit. Yeah. Um, you could trim those those sketches, man. Yeah. and that, that's, that's, <laughs> But the, the great idea that the Academy has had is instead of getting rid of all these fluffy sketches is to give out the, the boring awards that no one cares about. Uh, <laughs> just the most important day of these people's lives. Uh, yeah, yeah. and film those during the commercials and then when you come back to the program be like oh and somebody at one this, um yeah. short film uh, <laughs> in the break who cares who and cares? here's what happens it's not like he's gonna be a next uh, up and coming yeah, it's not like he's gonna be the next doctor <laughs> peter capaldi won uh best short film oscar oh, um nice fun fact uh yeah so but the, the conversation around um, who should host the Oscars, like, it's like the the mooters, there's no one left 
Mm. I know of two people or two or three people who have been talked about hosting the Oscars this year and now can't. Kevin Hart and the Avengers. Like, what? (laughs) Who? There's got to be. There's there's no one else. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because like um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney together did the Independent Film Independent Spirit Awards, Mm -hmm. um, and they did great. They did two years in a row, and they did like a fantastic job. And it's like get them back. Yeah. Um, And I think someone. Uh, the John Mulaney was on a show and they asked him about it. He was like, oh, I'm not famous enough for it, essentially. Um, but now Aubrey Plaza is doing the Film and Parent Spirit Awards. And it's like, oh, okay. I guess, you know, you, it's not just like who's the most talented person that we could get to come and host these Oscars. It's also like there's the the political statement that like who you choose as your, your host of the Oscars says about the particular point in history that you're like, your ceremony is happening and you know like you yeah, can't just this sounds like, like a buzzfeed quiz <laughs> choose your oscar host and we'll tell you what um what political climate you're in <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it can't like it can't just be another white guy you know yeah. what i mean yeah well i have they got chris rock to host the oscars so white yeah yeah uh that's hilarious i didn't even put that together that kevin hart was probably a move to to play for um the short have, audience having having like a yeah, um well i love him you know uh, <laughs> like they got kevin hart because he's a black dude and then discovered he was a homophobe it was like fuck <laughs> it was in the bag <laughs> yeah like the academy does get a lot of flack for uh trying to seem woke yeah and it's when you can see yeah it's the, the transparency yeah. like um and oscar's so white they had um uh, Kevin, oh no, uh, Chris Rock hosted, and then they had the head of the academy come out and be like, and it's like, now here's a message from the head of the academy, and they're like, we're not racist. We're gonna make an effort to nominate more black people. Yeah. Uh, and it was that was real awkward. Surely the fact that you have to make an effort, yeah, suggests that, yeah. And then they're like, and then they're like, okay, the the next Oscars, let's give it to the uh give it to moonlight because then we're taking two boxes all right how about this <laughs> but actually have, moonlight was is a fantastic film and i'm not not to film. downplay that you have multiple hosts this year and um they're all uh celebrities they're all that have, <laughs> that have said in some way been tarnished recently right but you give Kevin them a platform Spacey, harvey weinstein <laughs> yeah you give them a platform to, tr- to they, they you go all right you have to introduce this award or whatever or host the sketch and you can also use this three minutes you have to try and win the popularity of the world back like okay. this is so, this is all we're giving you and uh, so that's our definitive answer how to fix the oscars the oh, host no. Bring back the Weinstein. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin no. Spacey no. should host the Os- or the Oscars in character as Frank Underwood. Yeah. He He's no, great he, actually he presented an award as Frank Underwood one year. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. At he, the Oscars? Yeah, he came I out feel one like year. I do actually remember yeah, that. Yeah, he came out and was like, the, oh, look at all you. Yeah. But it's a TV show. I'm pretty sure People it was wouldn't the have understood it. <laughs> uh yeah so it's happened once before so it's not wow. an unprecedented move aj no i mean i think um I-, I like the idea of having a group of like you say a group of people that you put together in your mind um they're also like because if you were like here's the cast of uh i don't know bohemian rhapsody it's like y- you're you know favoriting one of those films but like 
you, you, there's no denying that because it's a fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the highest grossing film franchise of all time, but it's not necessarily Oscar bait. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, having something like that as like a through line and then just open with some musical number or, what if, or some what fun What if sketch. all of them doing a musical number? The mm. the Avengers host the Oscars, um, but there's like a storyline to it like they do sometimes, like how the uh, Matt Damon, Jimmy... Um, yeah thing like how that played into the oscars how they have a rivalry and like it's the avengers but they're all mad at black panther because he's the only superhero from their lot to have been nominated for best picture and so and they he come turns on, rogue and they have to fight him yeah yeah and it's just a bunch of sketches based around all the avengers trying to figure out what they'd have to do to be oscar worthy i mean eventually you're going to make fun of yourself so much that people are going to be like that's actually a good point but like you know that's that's a that's a place to go with it i guess are you also suggesting that they host the Oscars for the next 10 years so that the yeah. 10th Oscar is this great culmination to all of the secret Oscars? <laughs> the, the Oscars cinematic universe? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned the, the, how they're trying to improve the actual telecast of the film. So they announced that they were changing it up like that. Uh, at the same time, they announced that they were introducing a new award. <gasps> what uh, could it be? The Best Popular Film Award. Uh, now this was pretty, pretty poorly received, and they uh, a wee while later said, um, "Okay, actually, we've we've heard what you said. We're going to postpone it till next year. We'll have a think, have more of a think about it." Um, so, I mean, kind of, we don't really know what the award would have been. They didn't say what the criteria was. They just said we're announcing this new award. Uh, a lot of people saw it as a. We want to give Black Panther an award, but we don't think it's good enough for Best Picture. That's absolutely what it was. But yeah, I mean, because th- there's a pretty, pretty tone deaf to announce essentially a separate but equal um, award and then to give it to Black Panther. Because <laughs> like separate but equal is actually like, because there's the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. The 14th Amendment said that all American citizens have to be treated equally. But there was a like this legal doctrine called separate but equal, which basically said they technically have this. They're afforded the same rights. They're allowed to go to school. They're allowed to drink water, but they're not allowed to be with us. That's why you have the colored only fountains. They have their own schools and, wow. and whatnot um, or their own classes. So, yeah, it was called Separate But Equal. And it's essentially what Best Popular Film would have been. It's like, hey, here's Best Picture. It's not actually, a, like, it's a good film. It's good for them. <laughs> and so... See, okay. Yeah. It's, that, pretty, it's, not, it's not exactly the same, is it, though? It's not It's not a one-for-one, one, like... Yeah, um, but, like, metaphor. essentially it is Separate But Equal. And I was just explaining yeah. the history of that a little bit. Yeah, I get that. But, like, I, I didn't hate the popular film category i actually thought it was quite interesting um and because i I don't have a problem with black panther getting nominated for best picture but i understand the want to um take to to reward a popcorn film for being especially good but also like because i wouldn't want blockbusters to dominate best picture yeah but yeah, I mean, like, it, it depends on what you're, what you're, what the category would be grading them on. Because something like, if if I was going, if you said what was best popular film of 2018, I would probably say actually, well, I'd either say Infinity War because of the achievement of 
have culminating all those films together or probably mission impossible fallout like in terms of like nailing what a um what a blockbuster should be and the technical achievement in the same way that rome is an achievement at what it's trying to do mission impossible fallout was a massive achievement for that kind of film so i'd probably actually give it to that anyway yeah yeah because black panther i've like all i've just said before i also have to consider that black panther does cross the line in my mind anyway and a lot of people are going to give me flack for saying this Mm. black black panther's like it's got a much more important message than your average blockbuster so it does kind of cross cross the line from blockbuster to Oscar quote bait. unquote prestige film yeah. or Oscar bait yeah so Black Panther is an odd one to give it to because you're kind of not making the category clear <laughs> yeah um Aaron what do you reckon um yeah that is an interesting one eh because you say you think that Black Panther's like message is like it trend it makes it transcendently important and therefore like um should be an oscar best oscar movie candidate but mm. you know like oh, where am i going with this thought that like <laughs> what just because your message is good does not mean that your means of delivery is good right, if you know yeah. what i mean like i right. don't know you can have it you can have a great message but like a like in a terrible movie and it's not like we should reward the movie if you know what i mean like we should absolutely accept the message but like the movie it's like what are we judging the movie itself based on yeah Mm. and i'm sure we'll talk a lot more about this when we come to our like breakdown episode um but the uh, the interesting thing to me is this award is actually not completely without precedent can either of you name me the first best picture winner wings you're kind of correct okay um so at the first academy awards the 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 award of the night they had two best picture awards one was for um outstanding picture it was called and the other one was you best unique uh and artistic picture best unique or artistic picture which went to a film called sunrise so on the night Danny Boyle's Sunshine <laughs> on the night people didn't want best outstanding picture because that was to be, that was saying you had the best blockbuster that was you know but like unique and artistic picture is like this is actually an achievement of film um and the ne- the following year they just said okay we'll just make it best picture and they retroactively gave um they retroactively made wings the first best picture winner even though it was it won the less sought after award that's real interesting yeah Yeah. okay so yeah because and on top of that as well there there was um like blockbusters 30 40 years ago and best pictures like well best picture nominees 30 40 years ago that the divide wasn't well to me at least didn't seem as big as it does now yeah well i guess it's more about um what stands the test of time because yeah, yeah. like now you're aware of all of the the things mm. and i mean something like even oscar nominees from a couple of years ago you maybe won't be in the zeitgeist like in you know 30 40 years but yeah. uh but the huge blockbusters and the um real prestigious oscar winners probably will be whereas like you know westerns which weren't which were you know equivalent to superhero movies today essentially 
they didn't, you know, take home. Okay, interesting. Like slews of Oscars. Mm. Um, so I guess yeah, I bring I, this up because we're Richard and I are in the middle of watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy for film franchise well, Fortnite. About to start it. I, uh, <laughs> I, I watched. I watched Fellowship of the Ring today, and I was like, "Yeah, this really is the best of both worlds in terms of." It, it is both a blockbuster and Oscar bait at the same time. Yeah. And I, I don't know where to... I, I, I feel like it's exactly 50-50. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't, you don't I really have that the, anymore. The two, the two kind of biggest examples of that, obviously Return of the King won Best Picture and took home, mm. I think, every award it was nominated for. But, um, I mean, Titanic's the other one in right, terms of yeah. box office success and also being an Oscar sort of film. And I think, yeah, there's interesting because Titanic isn't... At its core, it's not a huge, like, it's not necessarily a good film or story, mm. but it's it's wrapped up in this really, um, this film and James Cameron is able to, like, take you on a journey and it's this huge production. And a lot of what makes Titanic great is it's this kind of simple love story that, you know, spoke to a lot of people and also the, just the spectacle of it. Mm. And- um, I mean, I'm not sure what else was nominated the same year, but it may or may not be like the most prestigious film that year. I mean, like we had um, uh, Good Will Hunting, uh, Alley Confidential, which aren't necessarily like, like better films, but they maybe tell more complex stories. Mm, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think that, and and in saying that, that um, because I've been defending Black Panther's nomination, uh, because I think that you should take into account the cultural impact of a film. And when a film is able to toe that line of having a, a, an important message and being a great film at its core, but also having that impact, like we shouldn't just be award, like the Oscars shouldn't necessarily just be for best film. You have to take all those things into account because the cultural impact that, that Black Panther had or that, uh, Titanic had you can't discount those things when you're talking about how good the movie is in my mind yeah. anyway does that mean that you have to include crazy rich Asians in in that <laughs> well it's interesting I had a discussion with someone about this yeah um, I read the, I read the feed <laughs> I saw it um, yeah so I mean if, you, if you're not my Facebook friend someone said that crazy rich Asians has more of had more of a cultural impact I said he was objectively wrong and then he ex- uh, he wrote three paragraphs in response, and I just said, please don't argue with me on my status. Um, but yeah, I think Crazy Rich Asians d- didn't quite quite do, it, it, I mean, it, it objectively didn't do as well as Black Panther. Black Panther is the highest grossing domestic film of all time in the States. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the Crazy Rich Asians was more of a milestone in terms of representation just in the medium of film, whereas Black Panther was kind of a milestone in and these these blockbusters and because i mean I, I as a white man i don't want to say who was better represented or who's had it worse and and needed this more or whatever no we're we're further enough away from both parties that this is the one time that a white cis <laughs> male needs to speak up and make the decision distinction between <laughs> crazy rotations and black um, panther but yeah i think and, and I mean, as as I guess as a white man, I heard a lot more about Black Panther than I did about Crazy Rich Asians. Um, does that say more about you than it does? About- <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I'm more black than I am Asian. I feel like a lot of these quotes, a lot of what I'm saying, could be taken out of context and prevent me hosting the Oscars. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I, I think 
best popular film. I'm, I'm against the idea. I haven't really been able to articulate why. I, I didn't like the idea of creating a token award for um, for Black Panther, but I, I'm more against the idea because I think that, especially now that there's up to 10 nominees, that there is room to celebrate movies from across the entire spectrum of yeah. film. And there's also an opportunity to say, it was great, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. And you'll have to live with that blockbuster. <laughs> You're never going to be good enough to You're win our Oscar. Is it not? Is the, I don't know. Because when I've been doing my, my rankings and and of like 2018, best, best favorite films of 2018 and stuff, like some people have been giving me shit for making distinctions between like prestige films. You say some and, people. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say names of people who <laughs> it's just, just don't, one person. don't want me to be saying. No, but, but other people have to. Like, yeah. Because I, I do put a, I think there is a distinction between blockbuster and well, the types yeah, of films that should win this picture. Like, candy and healthy food <laughs> yeah but then at the same time yeah, like it's fucking gross <laughs> i i ranked black panther like in my top 10 above you know a star roma. is born for yeah. example and roma so um, so it's it's not that i'm saying i'm saying that personally i enjoyed them more but i absolutely understand why uh, mission impossible fallout isn't nominated for best picture and uh, roma is even though i enjoyed mission impossible yeah. fallout more well i think um yeah yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, like there, there is, and maybe Black Panther is just like a perfect example of it. And examples don't come along every year. Yeah, but yeah exactly. I think that, yeah, that that the Oscars should be able to because they are kind of known as being a little bit pretentious. But and I think that, oh, I mean, maybe it is just because it's got like an African American cast that yeah, Black Panther is kind of is the one to to break that mob. But I mean, like. The Dark Knight wasn't nominated. Was famously not 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 nominated for Best Picture, and because of that, like so, two thousand eight was the last year that they had five nominees when The Dark Knight came out, and then the following year there was ten, and then they did that for like two or three years, and then they realised oh, will they made up a new voting system so that it's between five and ten, they have to get a certain percentage. It's it's called runoff voting. But okay, um, so it's not. I was going to say because um, not to encroach on a future oscar episode we're gonna do but like mm. a lot of a lot of complaints about the nominees is that they didn't even reach their full like they didn't even reach the the 10 maximum and excluded certain films and yeah. included others that- no yes yeah, so it's more about like say you know you've got a thousand people voting and all the ones that are above five percent they don't just choose oh we'll have eight this year mm. okay. um yeah but so um they 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 increased it to ten after the Dark Knight, and the head of the Academy said, "I'd be lying if I said the Dark Knight wasn't mentioned in these discussions." And um, so yeah, I mean, essentially because they were like, maybe there are more than five good films every year, and also because it's the Dark Knight that kind of broke that mold. I mean, and yeah, all, not- all this being said as well, like I would I would say Mad Max Fury Road and Black Panther are about as like. That that same mixture of mm. blockbuster and also important film as each other, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. so that did it first. <laughs> that got yeah. nominated for best picture first. Yeah, mm. that's true, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of awards, 
Yep. We've done we've done we've done two chapters of this episode so far called How to Fix the Oscars and we haven't <laughs> done any fixing yet. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't we've well, just seen what they're doing. These wrong. Are more dis- like it's good to just have the discussion. Yeah. But okay. um these are some ones where we can definitively say here's what to change around. So I want to talk about it should like should we change up what the awards actually are? Okay. So Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Best popular film. Okay, best popular film next year. Should it be in or out? What do you guys reckon? Nah, it just feels objectively wrong. <laughs> Maybe not objectively, subjectively, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels wrong because it, you know, like it feels like the Oscars should be like the most prestigious awards. Mm. And then why would you have like a slightly less prestigious award at the most prestigious okay, awards? Okay, what if yeah. it's more mathematical though? What if it's these are the top five highest grossing movies of the year? But well, their, their award is millions of dollars. Yeah. Th- those are the nominees. I don't know. Okay. People yeah. know so, that. Sorry. They can Google it. You yeah, know? yes. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not saying the they give it. it to the to the one that got the highest. I'm saying they take the top five and then the Academy votes <laughs> which on which of the, the top five were their favourite. Um, nah. Respectfully disagree. Um, I'm not saying I want this. I'm saying maybe this is a way to do it. Okay, but so on the whole, I'd my say- My opinion is whatever the listener wants my opinion to be so that they'll <laughs> like me the most they can, okay? Um, yeah, so I mean, I- I'd say on the whole, we're kind of more lean towards against best popular film as a group. I would love to, if this, if you're listening to this, please and and you support the idea of a best popular film award, please comment below because I I don't think I've seen anyone properly like articulate why it's a good idea. Mm. Like I, I've seen lots of people so, say so, oh, I hate so, it, huh? Sorry, I thought I <laughs> I tried. All right, I tried to articulate. <laughs> but why yeah, I, no, like, I haven't I haven't seen like a really like a really good argument for it. I've okay. seen a lot of games, but yeah, nothing's nothing's made me be like, oh, actually, yeah. The, um, the reason for that is probably because there's no good argument for it because the Academy are well documented as being a <laughs> bunch of idiots for a, a lot of different reasons. So yeah. I don't know if there is a good reason, a good argument for it. Um, okay, but so yeah, let's talk about like, so let's say Best Value Films not on there. Is there any other awards you guys think that we should get rid of? Get rid of? Yeah. Ooh. There's 24 awards. Best, best sound editing and best sound mixing because I don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but I was like, nah, there's bound to be like at least 10,000 people who are like, you better believe there's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's... I, I don't know. I, I They feel very bare bones. They feel like the absolute minimum of coverage. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what one I would... Th- do, you, do you have one you'd throw out? Uh, best picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no actually that is legitimately the most superfluous of all of them because all it is is the culmination of a bunch of works right whereas the other ones are specific tangible examples mm, best picture is the worst award 
They should start the night with Best Picture. Surely yeah, Best yeah. Picture is Who the cares? award that the movie that wins the most awards. Yeah, yeah. It's just at the end of the night, it's like, who wins the most? And yeah, yeah. has yeah. four. Because I think, um, yes, yeah, Spotlight only won one other award. Yeah. And that was like the least amount of awards for a Best Picture winner since like 1935. Wow. Um, the only time when a film, the, yeah, a film called Grand Hotel is the only film to have been to have won Best Picture and not be nominated for anything else. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And does that feel like trivia. not? It shouldn't have been a win. To you, does that feel? Um, like it shouldn't I don't have been know because it's interesting because you, you get things like um, like American Hustle was one of the, if not the most nominated film that year. I, it's a bad film, but um, it's like everything about it is in the top five, but it didn't win any awards. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's interesting with with Grand Hotel because you can have something where the I think it is considered one of the weaker Best Picture winners, but um, you can have something where it's like the 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 sum of all its parts is really good, but none of the parts are particularly like it just kind of all falls together. Yeah, and I think back in these days, I'm not 100 percent sure if it was still the case then, but sometimes they don't have like three nominees for each category as well. Right. But also, like, and we're not the first people to talk about this. You can find plenty of other people talking about how the way that the best picture is decided is it's a it's an algorithm. It's not mm. a discussion where everyone goes this one. Cl-, it's people voting. It's it's mm. numbers based. So it's not like the 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 reason Grand Hotel would have won is because it was everyone's three. Yeah, you know. Well, so the the way the way it works, to my understanding, is everyone ranks the films essentially you mm. put your or even you just put like your first second third so they take everyone's first they tally them up and it has to have like 51 percent, i think and so if it, if no film was reached that um they take the lowest rated film everyone who voted for that everyone who put that as number one gets their number one discounted and then the number twos get bumped up to number ones they add those up if once does their 51 they take the lowest rated one and then it keeps going through. Yeah. So yeah, it is like picking the general favorite, which is like, yeah, I think the year of using spotlight as example, um, it was up against the Revenant and Mad Max, which a lot of people said, you know, one of them was going to win it, but it's like, you could quite easily hate one of those films depending on your tastes, but you can't hate spotlight. Yeah. But maybe it's not the, it's not the showiest one. It's not necessarily anyone's favorite, but it's everyone's number two, yeah. Mm. Um, because everyone's like, I fucking love Mad Max, but I hate the Revenant. But yeah, Spotlight was real good. Um, so I do want to talk about some of what there's been. The awards have moved around quite a bit and they've changed in the 91 years of the Academy Awards. And so we'll go, I'll go through the ones that we don't, that we've sadly lost to time. And we'll see if we think that it's worth bringing them back. So originally, the first three Academy Awards um, actors would be nominated for their body of work in a, in a year. So you could be nominated for two or three films. Um, and then the fourth Academy Awards onwards, it was just, um, you know, this performance of this film. Aaron, as our resident actor, what do you think of it being like, you're the best actor of 2018 rather than this was the best performance? That's so interesting, eh? Yeah. It's such an interesting idea to think 
But it is so weird as well because of the calendar year thing. It's like, well, mm. you just happen to have three films come out that were real good that year. Yeah. Like your crap ones are going to come out next year, you know? Yeah. And also in, in these time, um, in the early Oscars, it was like June to June rather than a calendar year. Yeah. So it was like the 1927 slash 28 Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's a completely different award. From yeah. best actor, yeah. That's ins- I've, the more I think about it, that's like because you get something like um, um, Sandra Bullock who won the Oscar for best actress and the the Razzie for worst actress in the same year. Right? It was for the same performance though. No, it wasn't. It's for the Blind Side and All About Steve. All right, it's happened before um, when they've anyway. Yeah. Um, My and, apologies. And so, in that sense, then she probably wouldn't have won Best Actress if it was for her year's body of work yeah. because the, these things take them down. Like, because you can you can star in, a, like, five shit films and one real good one or have five shit performances and one real good one in a year and you can win off that real good one. Whereas yeah, I mean, case, like, you look at um, Melissa McCarthy this year is nominated for uh, Can You Forgive Me? But she's also the Happy Time Murders at Life of the Party. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think... I don't know. To me, it feels particularly unfilmic to yeah. have that because the kind of the idea of film is basically that you take the like best possible bits mm. right of someone's performance and you like lump them together. So it's about the idea of like capturing a moment and celebrating the fact that that moment actually existed. Mm. You know, so it's more like taking the pinnacle rather than like yeah whereas like something like the tonys would be more like most consistent performance yeah because i mean that's kind of what live theater is about is Mm. like consistency Consistency. of performance rather than like this one time i pulled out this incredibly beautiful Mm. thing well do you think maybe like it could be an award for like um like a separate award like male and female best year because then, you, I mean, I'm not, no, I don't necessarily Man, the think it's actually be good it idea. Every year. But because you, you think about something like, um, what's his name? He was in three films last year. Timothy was, Chalamet? No, he was the dad in Corbin. Timothy Chalamet was in a lot of films as well. Um, the, Timothy Chalamet's uh, Michael dad. Stilbar. Yeah, Michael Stilbar. Stilbar. Yeah, like he had a great year last year, but none of his performance was necessarily yeah, transcendent. transcendent. And then like um, Donald Gleeson was in four Best uh, Academy Award nominees one year. And it's like... Um, I reckon that's Lifetime Achievement though, really, isn't it? Yeah, true. They do get that, these Lifetime yeah, Achievement that, Awards. That's, that's what I was going to say, is that these are, these are separate awards that don't necessarily need to be mutually... Exclusive, mm. like you could have, you could have best year, best. What's the what's the eloquent way to word it? Best I fucking guess. year, <laughs> <laughs> best best year of 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 work, mm. and and have that completely different from best um, actor or actress, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be prepared to put another fifteen minutes on the ceremony. For yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, like a lot of these will just be like, nah, there's no point because yeah. we've already got enough. And since we didn't take any out, yeah, that's true. But it's interesting to just to just um, the the history of the Oscars. That's what this episode's called now. Um, so at the first Academy Awards as well, they had awards for best comedy direction, um, which is interesting. I get um, it. I get it, but it, I get it, but it doesn't yeah. need to come back. Um, but it's but um, Charlie Chapman was nominated for this, and then they rescinded his nomination um, because he directed, wrote, and acted in it, 
And they were like, oh, you did too much. So it doesn't, you were, you, really we're not awarding right. your direction. Yeah. You transcended directing it. So they like gave him another award. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, the award they gave him? award for best, huh? best challenge chaplain. Oh, I didn't even go. win bring, Best Charlie Chaplin. Bring but yeah, or they, or they, they put him in some different category. Transcendent is, talent. <laughs> but um, the Best Engineering Effects, which I guess is just the old-timey version of like VFX yeah. um, and yeah. Practical Effects. Um, and also Best Title Writing. Adrian? I mean, bring that back. Um, well, you know, back in the day, it was more of a thing about having the title card of your yeah. film. So, Who would you give that to, though? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We don't really... It's... it's um. Yeah, we don't really have that anymore. It's dated. But like, you know, you know how like the titles are like graphics, like you know, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Are we? Because we're not talking about best title. We're talking about best like calligraphy, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Best logo. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like that. I mean, it probably doesn't need to be an Oscar, but I'd be interested to see from a gra- like a graphic designing point of view what what the logo, which was the best logo of films in 2018 yeah but uh, that feels like it could be a different award like different award ceremony entirely because they've got yeah, um exactly. like the trailer awards and other. yeah it's not part of art direction is it no no nah. who nah. like who who designs your your title cards and your i guess it'll probably stuff? come more under vfx interesting yeah just wondering whether those people already get or they already have an award yeah Mm. <laughs> they've got their own award they've got their award um okay a couple of other ones uh 1934 to 1937 there was an award given for best assistant director <laughs> interesting which like, is like you can't it's you can't tell it based on the final film no um so i Everyone guess it's just looked very prompt all the actors were yep. there in, in the scenes they came under budget <laughs> yeah everything was see i could understand like second unit director or yeah you yeah because that's actually something you can judge but how do you know <laughs> yeah he is real on to it eh? like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone just writes in a letter of recommendation <laughs> um, i mean that's not unprecedented though like plenty of awards are decided through other like nominating you know your co-worker and stuff like that yeah um so also around the same time 1935 to 1937 there was um an award for best dance direction which you needed in 1937. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but what would be the, the 2019 equivalent of best dance well, direction? I do actually want to mention that because a lot of people have said um, that the, the award missing from um, from the Academy Awards is uh, like stunt stunt like stunt effects. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree. But then people are like, oh, but then it's going to uh, promote people like pushing themselves and people are going to die at chasing an academy award um but hey, I good think, do it what, i think that the, <laughs> let's I see what happens an award a good idea for an award would be best choreography because that covers dance and stunts yeah that's, that's a good true. idea so like la la land and mission impossible could both be not not in the same year because climax the same year. could be nominated <laughs> yeah black panther mm-hmm. black Gasper panther could be light. nominated um but yeah, i think because stunts are about choreography i think that that that's there's a more more of a grace to that than just being like, oh, we like shot a rocket launcher at our actor and they managed to survive. Isn't that cool? So who are you rewarding in this? Are you rewarding the choreographer? Yeah, the choreographer. Because you get like the, the head of the stunt team is, is choreographing the fight scenes and then you also get like choreographers for that. It could be like the team though. Like yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise goes up to accept his award along with the stunt choreographer. Mm. Well, Mission but like, Impossible but like, because choreography 
is credited to one person generally. Yeah. And there's a difference between performance and choreography, right? Yeah. 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 Because it's got to yeah, be easier to work time, with Tom Cruise. At, at sure. the same time, doesn't it feel stupid to not give Tom Cruise the choreography Oscar for doing a halo jump? And You know what I mean? Like... The, yeah, well, I mean, but like, but I came up with well, it. something like the the, the <laughs> yeah. Halo jump might not necessarily be the, you know, because it wasn't choreographed. There's nothing particularly special about its choreography, but the bathroom fight in Mission Impossible is choreographed beautifully, yeah, and yeah. that's like, yeah, you would actually give that to the person that blocked out the fight. Yeah. Okay, I reckon it would be a team thing. I reckon that all go up for it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know who would accept it in this hypothetical thing, but I would say it's sort of yeah. one of those things of like direction versus like performance you know like mm. you know best director how do you know how much they actually contributed to the the performances of the mm. actors in the in the but um the, the other argument to be made against it is that like um not every award not every film has choreography but every film has actors actresses and direction but at the same time like not every film has an original song and that's something you not can every film is- try for not every film is animated yeah, like exactly. that's a dumb yeah. dumb reason to not want yeah. to put it in um but so that's that's my thought. That's my um, ad. Yeah, I like ad it. That I award. like it. Um, so on and off between nineteen thirty four and nineteen sixty, there was uh, the Academy Juvenile Award. Um, so it was created after nine year old Jackie Cooper lost out for Best Actor in nineteen thirty one. The Juvenile Award was always a little patronising. It existed because Academy members felt like child actors were at a disadvantage when competing against their older counterparts, and the statue itself was a half sized Oscar replica. Over <laughs> the, the years, Oscars Junior. Over the years, enough younger actors uh, crossed over into the real categories that when 16-year-old Patty Duke finally won Best, Best Supporting Actress for her performance in The Miracle Worker, age discrimination no longer seemed necessary. Mm. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, again, that's just it's a little bit patronising. I mean, it, it's, it, it would just be fluff at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about how I said the Best Picture is superfluous, technically best supporting actor and actress you could there's an argument that there only needs to be two acting awards i don't think there should be but i'm saying best actor best 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 performance and best supporting performance yeah 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 no i'm saying (laughs) best best, best actor and best supporting actor fuck the woman (laughs) best yeah best actor and best actress and supporting actors can be a part of that like I'm just I'm looking to cut time, not right, to, yeah, yeah. Not, so not just like, I think it's better. Yeah, just just do best performance. Yeah, that's actually in my <laughs> head the one of the only ones I could think of that would be cut a ball if you like mm-hmm. had to. Yeah, mm. well it'll be interesting to I, I wonder how long before having gendered categories is going to be an issue. Mm. Because I, I, I predict within the next five to ten years there's gonna be a high profile transgender nominee or like an intersex or someone that doesn't identify with either of those genders and there's going to be they're going to have to be put into one that maybe they don't necessarily identify with and um and there'll be a huge backlash from a very small minority but i think the discussion about are gendered categories even relevant anymore is going to come up within the next five to ten years yeah well there's there's also an argument that actor is um like a what's the term like actor doesn't necessarily mean man gender neutral yeah gender neutral yeah actors a gender neutral term yeah so you could you could nominate a um non-binary person for 
best actor and be like it's yeah yeah it's- and like all this time women have been <laughs> eligible for the best actor category but none of yeah. them have made it none of them <laughs> the best actress has never been as good as the fifth best male that's <laughs> <laughs> some sexist no, for both for both awards there you go yeah. i just solved gender politics look at me um but yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, well, I think the Academy Awards are becoming less and less, less relevant as well. But that's kind of, uh, I guess it's a discussion for another day. But That was last I, year's Oscar yeah, season exactly, episode. Yeah. So go back and listen to that. We kind of talked about it. Um, the last kind of... Um, uh, well, like there, there was, early on, I forgot to mention this, but early on in the Academy Awards, there was a bunch of kind of ones that are just they don't really fit anymore they were like um dividing the shorts by like color or how many reels they fit on etc imagine Um, that if if the black and white best picture award came back yeah that'd be Uh, interesting (laughs) get a lot more black and white like people will just make their film black and white at the last second because they're like shit i gotta get this nominated for something yeah but it's crazy like there's only two silent films that have been that have won best picture Hmm. fun fact can you name them both it's not a fun fact for those silent films. I mean, other silent films. <laughs> for other silent films that didn't win. It is a fun fact for them. Be? I or know, it would be the artist and what yeah, else? Wings, which is the first oh, one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so the last award that was created in the script was um, in 1995 to 1998, there was Best Original Musical or Comedy Score. Hmm. which is interesting it's interesting dividing score into comedy out of all the awards you can divide yeah hmm. i mean i guess rhythmically they're going to be yeah. quite different to like drama well i suppose you just you just like manipulating rhythm, yeah eh, but it, but it's also like an award for a musical film um yeah because because i think the, the first or the last winner of this was the full monty which actually blends the two yeah yeah the the I mean the Golden Globes do best musical or comedy as one award exactly yeah which I think is ridiculous because you know Les Mis is a, is a musical and has zero jokes in it so imagine if that one <laughs> yeah. it, it probably did win but it just it'd just be odd to see that on the the Les Mis poster as winner of the Golden Globe for best musical or comedy yeah 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 <laughs> and do you think that's kind of in some ways a suggestion that comedy slash musical could never like compete 100%. with drama as Which, a, like the highest form yeah, of the art. I did. I did want to um, talk about this, and uh, maybe maybe I will work it out um, for the when we break down the things because I was pretty sure Bohemian Rhapsody wouldn't even get nominated for Best Picture, and I was going to say has the best drama ever at the Golden Globes ever not been nominated for Best Picture um, because I think Best Comedy Musical has a few times not yeah. been nominated. The 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 argument that comedy and musicals aren't are both the same level of caliber and also not the same caliber as certain dramas is an argument that no one would have batted an eye at fifty years ago. But yeah. now well, it's something I, yeah. I take I think it's with. because yeah, like now there's a lot more films that kind of blend the two. But there there was back in the day, I guess it's more about like if you want to do a comedy, it's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, the performances are going to be completely different. The direction is going to be completely different. But then, yeah. you know, you think about Singing in the Rain in that, that era, you know, those th- those musicals were like the height of of, mm. of Yeah, exactly. Art. Maybe back then it was like you musical know? or comedy and, and, and the drama the award. Drama yeah, drama. There are no talents that can't <laughs> tap dance their way yeah. out of a paper bag. Well, because... <laughs> 
because Aaron, as an actor, I've heard um, um you you as an actor, not me as an actor. Like I've yeah, heard tell say, that a bit of a that um <laughs> that like comedy is way harder than drama to act. Would you agree with that? I was once told by a tutor, and I'm sure Richard was probably told, is that like <laughs> you can't really like learn comedy. Like yeah. you can to a certain degree, but like you, you kind of just have to have it because you have to have this the the understanding of like how it works. Yeah, because I guess acting drama well is mostly about empathy, right? Yeah, and whereas comedy, d- depending on the type of comedy and and like comedic timing, is it's uh, rhythm basically. Yeah, and I I guess because as well with like, um, with drama it's like all drama kind of falls under the same umbrella, whereas not all comedy does. Yeah, there are very different. But then it's also like some people would argue that comedy is the most personal because Mm -hmm. there's like you physically can't do different styles of comedy because it's like who you are funny is who you are. You know, like you wouldn't see Brett and Jermaine doing like wet American humor because that's not who they are, Mm. you know? So it's such a personal reflection of like who you are that. Yeah. And there's also friends, Brett and Jermaine. Yeah. Yeah. And like um, (laughs) comedy and tragedy are so linked as well. And yeah. like a lot of people I mean two that. sides of the coin eh yeah. like it's just like yeah it's a very that's such a profound um, argument that you guys just created there off the top of your heads like, <laughs> yeah. comedy and tragedy are two sides of the same coin man yeah, wow what a what a revelation that. now something my clown tutor told me when I was in <laughs> yeah, like, your, your tutor must have made it up then yeah he made it up <laughs> top of his head yeah I told him um, <laughs> but yeah like uh, yeah comedy is really interesting. I think yeah the main thing is that I mean, because you look at, like, any um, performance of an actor who's, like, a serious actor who then does comedy, it doesn't work. Yeah. And it's, yeah, Mm. there's just something off about it. And trying to to direct comedy when people people don't get the sense of humor that that is in the script or that you're going for in the direction is a lot harder than when, if you're just, if you're directing a drama and you're like, I need you to be sadder, you know? Yeah, because mm. it's yeah, but, it does. It seems more universal the emotion yeah. rather than like yeah, like nuance like, of performance. Exactly. Yeah, like it's um, yes, something is more likely to be sad to everyone than something is likely to be funny to everyone. Yeah. 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 And with that being said, I'm going to do a complete 180 on my we should take out supporting actor and actress nominations and go. Let's add two more. Oscar categories yes, like comedy performances comedy actor and comedy actress because not because I I I would be very interested to see what gets nominated for those mm. awards like I saw a I think it was an AV Club article um, a week or so ago that mentioned that Rachel McAdams yeah, would, would have yeah would be nominated for Game Night if the Academy recognised comedy and I was like what an interesting perspective and it got me thinking like who else would be nominated for Best Comedic Performance because I mean and again you'd get the the odd uh, Black Panther or Black Sheep like um, <laughs> Chris, Christian Bale and Vice you could argue. Well, I think a, the, the, comedy or the, the, the main example of a comedic performance, and in recent memory anyway, being awarded as Melissa McCarthy was nominated for Bridesmaids. And uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder as well. Yeah, yeah. 
so there you go like those those are like yeah it's it's like because i i've i've been thinking a lot about um like actors comic comedic actors with like a, a brand right like say jim carrey back in his heyday right we're like like it or hate it he is doing a very he is working very hard when he's mm. being as extreme and wacky as he is and you can hate that style but you you couldn't do it you know like he's yeah. still mm. possessing a talent whether you think that's good or not and i'd be very interested to see how that would get rewarded in in that sense like yeah 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 and like are you rewarding how funny a certain group of people think the performance is or are you mm. rewarding like i can see how hard it would be to yeah how well i mean i guess you get yeah the academy awards have the, the golden globes have best performance in a musical or comedy as well yeah. that's why they'd be nominated but that's not necessarily why they'd win because as we know that the it's kind of, well i guess the nominations are are a science as well but like i reckon the, the names that would get put on a shortlist would be a subjective either they worked hard or it was funny um and then it's just down to voting so mm. you know yeah that's interesting but yeah then i guess are you just always going to be rewarding jim carrey like in his heyday because he's the one he's going no, out and doing that i reckon jim carrey wouldn't have won anything because he's, it'd be too divisive so he'd be every he'd, he'd get an average of five out of ten. What about like for the Truman Show or like Man mm. on the Moon? Yeah, have you have you either of you guys watched Jim and Andy on Netflix? Yeah, so good. Yeah, no. but fuck, I would not want to work with him. Yeah, it'd be hard. Eh? <laughs> but Which like one? as an actor, to be honest, there's some small part of me that's like, yeah, that's it, Jim. I should do that. Act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jared Leto, send those dead rights to your co-stars. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's interesting. And yeah, comedy is such an interesting thing. And I I would like to see more comedies. I want to see more highbrow comedies. Yeah. Well, then people would say that that Vice is a highbrow comedy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Law, like, have you seen The Intouchables? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2011 French film? Yeah. Like, I'd say that's probably a comedy. Yeah, well, we've got The Upside as well. Yeah. Thank God With for Kevin that. Hart. Yeah, Thank so God I have the to Americans fucking read, <laughs> and I can just watch my favorite, Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Hart. Brian Cranston's now both both work with Kevin Hart and James Franco, and very and like similar toned movies, and both are now like on Hollywood in Hollywood's bad books. For I was going to say, what's reasons? the connection between those two? <laughs> they, they both were, were announced to host the Oscars at one point, but just one of them went through with it. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I think I think maybe that's a way to improve the Oscars is recognise comedy a bit more. Yeah, but yeah, highbrow comedy. Now, now we've yeah. earned what we're going to call this episode. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll start to wrap up because it's getting a bit a bit long, but and, long. a bit long on the tooth. Um, it's a bit late. Something interesting um, that I just found. I was surprised to learn. So yeah, there was best original musical or comedy score. Um, but did you know that? So that was uh, gotten rid of in 1998. But in 2000. The best original musical category was brought back, um, so it's never been awarded in its present form because there have never been enough film. There hasn't been a year with enough films to meet the eligibility requirements. So the music branch executive committee of the academy basically decides each year are there enough musicals, original musicals, to have that award this year. 
Um, and so an original musical is defined as um, not fewer than five original songs by the same writer or team of writers, either used as voiceovers or visually performed. Each of these songs must be substantively rendered, clearly audible, intelligible, and must further the storyline of the motion picture. An arbitrary group of songs unessential to the storyline will not be considered eligible. I love that. But it's interesting that there's, there's an award out there that just hasn't been given out. Yeah. I also think that they should apply that rule to every award, and that's why this year we just wouldn't have a best picture. It's <laughs> 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 no, like, there weren't enough good ones, so we're just not going to give it out at all. That'd be great. Yeah. I, don't, I don't actually think there weren't any good ones. I'm just more yeah. commenting on the certain ones that did get nominated. Yeah. <laughs> so. It'll be interesting to see in the next 90 years of the Academy um, how many years there are 10 films nominated and how many years there are five films nominated mm. um, or if, if that ever happens. And whether that actually represents a dark year for film or a dark year for Oscar films. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and, okay, so the last thing we could talk about is what do you guys think about, like, the names of the awards? Because, um, so the... Are we talking about titles? Yeah, we're talking about titles on this podcast. <laughs> um, so... It's interesting. In um, uh, the name of the the final award of the night, Best Picture. So it's currently called Academy Award for Best Picture. As I said at the start, it was um, Academy Award for Outstanding Picture. And then uh, once they combined the two, it was Academy Award for Outstanding Production. Then Academy Award for Outstanding Motion Picture. And then Academy Award for Best Motion Picture before changing to what it is today in the 60s. Do you guys think that the title of that makes a difference? I, th- I, like, I think outstanding production kind of speaks more to um what i was saying earlier about why black panther and titanic and those kind of films deserve to be nominated yeah when you're talking about because obviously the the end product is a huge thing of that but the production and like everything around it going into that and kind of just it kind of makes a little bit clearer that that's counted as well yeah absolutely yeah production is is probably a better term Mm. To you. Oh, it depends what you're awarding, though. Because yeah, because the producers yeah. win the award. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's that's why the producers accept Best Picture. It's because it's Best Production. But it's actually, presumably. when it was called Best Production, the studio won the award, not the um, producers. <laughs> so, well, change it, get the, change it back then. Call it Best Production, and then that's why mm. the producers I don't know, man. I'm, I really do like the sound of outstanding for some reason. Mm. Outstanding There's something production. about it that really speaks to a, a quality. You know why it's not production anymore, though, is because the group of people that the Academy are like. So I, <laughs> I presume, and I'm only just now realizing that this probably isn't the case, is that one of the reasons that, um, from a marketing perspective, that you'd want to win an award is so that you can put it on the DVD case and more people mm. are going to buy the film, right? Um, whereas people see best film and they go, oh, it's the best film of 2018. People see best right, production, yeah. your average, I'm going to guess your average um, buyer isn't going to immediately associate that with best film. Like if they think about it, sure. But if it's, if not, then it's, then it's going to pass by the, the first prize of the Oscars, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. B- best picture is very concise. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, yeah. The, like, oh, it's the best. It's Let's the call best it picture. The, the Academy Award for sickest film. <laughs> dude. For and then yeah, chuck a dude at the end. Footy um, from now. <laughs> sickest film dude. <laughs> no, that should be the award for um, best actor is you're the sickest film dude of this year. <laughs> and then sickest and do- film dude. Dude it. 
the, uh, outsta- the Academy Award for outstanding radness. <laughs> the, the, they should add the Montgomery Awards for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. <laughs> um, but another thing, speaking of titles, um, so in 1977, William Friedkin was the producer of the Oscars, and he didn't like the implication of best. <laughs> um, so you you won that night if you won an award you won the award for supporting actor in a motion picture or director <laughs> so yeah you You're just won director. the award congratulations yeah what do you think of that do you, do you guys think that and they and they fucking say millennials uh you know participation trophies i suppose you don't have to say it really though do you he got That's the oscar implied. for actor <laughs> he got- yeah you're like giving giving shit on the participation award thing that gets that gets like credit to what millennials want, but like we're talking like not even baby boomers are like the, the generation you're talking about. You're talking about like the greatest generation or whatever they call themselves. Like yeah. the greatest generations, everyone wanted a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most sought after award back in our day. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think I th- I think it gets very semantic after a point, and everyone knows yeah. what it means, and everyone yeah. similarly knows how arbitrary it is as well. So, yeah. <laughs> um, do you? So, at the end of all this, we've had a discussion. How how would you guys definitively fix the Oscars? Uh, take out all the awards. Just have a good time. Take out all the awards. It's just a bunch of sketches. It's just nominations. <laughs> It's just nominations. They're like, and the nominees for Best Actor are, and they go through all the best, and they're like, thank you. And then they leave. That's not a bad idea. It's just, <laughs> you're just being, like, one of the five best of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did it. I did it. <laughs> I'm inclined to think that probably getting rid of the host is actually going to be the way to fix the Oscars. Yeah. It's just really like, how do we condense this? Yeah. Just give out the awards yeah there was um during the writers strike the golden globes was a 20 minute telecast of someone just reading the winners and that's that's hilarious like it was literally just like and um best supporting actor was aaron and best (laughs) actress was aj um and yeah they just did it that was it um i like how we're like we've unintentionally kind of gone the way of like how do you fix the oscars if you complain about it it's gone you know, <laughs> the host the host is, is is a homophobe. Don't have a host then. The best yeah. picture nominees are stupid. Don't have best picture then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, gendered <laughs> categories are uh, like you know uh, dated. Get rid of them. And Get then if we them. feel a need to bring them back, we know that they're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're tried <laughs> and true. Yeah, yeah. If you love um, it, let it go. If people yeah, campaign I mean, for it to come back, it was always yours to begin with. <laughs> Uh, like so the oscars as a concept do you guys think i mean we, we touched on it last year but do you guys think they're going to be around forever like is there going to be another 90th 90 years of, of the oscars yeah um, i don't know i don't know if they'll be around forever because it's hard to imagine in 2000 <laughs> years it's like and the 2090th oscars <laughs> yeah but like yeah do, like because i mean i guess they'll be around as long as film will be around yeah but like at any at any point, are they just going to be like oh, the Os- We're just not going to do the Oscars anymore. I mean, they're in a downward trajectory, and I can yeah. easily believe for financial reasons that it would just get next or at least reduced to like an email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you've won an Oscar. Yeah, it's really interesting because I know a, a lot of um, celebrities don't really like going to the Academy Awards as well because at the Golden Globes you're on tables and you've and you got food at the Academy Awards you'd have to just sit there for three hours and rows. But um, 
Yeah, but who cares if you win a Golden Globe? Yeah, exactly. surely, surely all of those have to die out first, like the Critics' Choice. Yeah, the, but um, yeah, there, there's a reason. Well. There's a reason we only do um, an Oscar season series of podcasts and not like the Nickelodeon the Teen Choice Awards discussion. <laughs> oh my god, can we please this year? Teen Choice. When is it? Let's do it. I don't <laughs> fucking care. If it, if it works into our schedule. Let's do a Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards episode. <laughs> yeah. Or the MTV Movie Awards as well. I'm gonna good. look it up. I'll look it up when uh, it is. And and also look up the MTV movie. Awards. Can you look up Razzies as well? Razzies. Are I, don't wanna, the Oscars. I don't want to. I don't want to acknowledge the Razzies. <laughs> yeah, the Razzies. <laughs> the, like people say, the Oscars is a circle jerk. The Razzies are a circle <laughs> jerk. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, the Razzies are always uh, the golden raspberries. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's awards for the worst films of the year. They're given out the night before the Oscars. Uh, another interesting thing that the Oscars have changed is uh, I heard Ethan Hawke was talking about. Um, because this is when they thought he was actually going to get recognised for his fantastic performance in First Reformed, um, based because I asked if, if he was going to go to it, and he said, oh, "I he's in a he's in a um, play on Broadway that night," and he said that apparently the Oscars used to be held on a Monday because that's when like the shows are off, and so that you know theatre actors could go to the Oscars. And he's like, "But now they the, the Academy doesn't care about theatre, so you just have to like try and get a night off." Interesting. So the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards this year are on the twenty third of March, and the the what was the other one you wanted to look up? MTV Movie Awards. MTV. I've got Video Music Awards. Is that another same? Uh, thing? No, yeah. There's the Video Music Awards are like there for music videos. They, they do a Movie Awards, which is where there's like Best Kiss and Best Kisses needs to be needs to be an Oscar. Yeah. Um. Uh. It is on June eighteenth. <laughs> there you go. Two more. Uh, Can yeah, I just yeah, say quickly? You don't think that there should be a best kiss category until you've seen a bad kiss on screen. <laughs> the the Razzie for bad kiss is, is the real award. Like, that's the one you want to watch. All right, well, uh, so that's how to fix the Oscars, guys. Any best final kiss. thoughts? You're welcome. All right. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by the letter A. Um, mm. I was expecting a big laugh there. Um, this is... <laughs> If callback, I wrote letter A on my Aha! hand, so I'd remember it. Very good. Um, I saw you write it on your hand, and I was like, it must be, <laughs> I was like, it must be something important. No, it was just I just drew the letter A. Now I'm um, rubbing it off. Well, I feel fucking dumb. Mm. Um, no, well, yeah, look, that was good. That was a good. If joke. you want to continue nice. to feel fucking dumb, um, where can you? Why not eat a long tail? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this right now. Um, we're on iTunes, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's cult pop shit everywhere. Please and find us. Please find us and comment and feel free to email us at cultpopshitmedia at gmail.com. Let us know how you would fix the Oscars. And also, I asked you to do something earlier in the episode. I can't remember what it was. If, if you can remember what it was. Oh, no, win. it was something to do with you couldn't understand oh, yeah, why. Well, yeah, if, if, you, if you know why Best Popular, if you have a reason why Best Popular Film oh, is yeah. a great award, please articulate yourself in the comments below. And Only articulate comments, please. Yes, <laughs> none of this. None of this. Um, I, I rest of my class listens to Justin Bieber and I like Led Zeppelin kind of thing. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks where we will... AJ, what are we going to be doing? Um, we're going to be doing another Oscars discussion in two weeks and that discussion oh, is going original. to... original. Oh, what great. Um, and that, dis- that discussion is on... What's it on? I've forgotten what it's on. <laughs> uh, the three of us are going to watch the three 
worst ah, yes. best picture winners uh which and the unequivocally the three worst best picture winners yeah. and next week i'll explain how i know that they're unequivocally the three best the three worst best picture winners mm. so uh that's a uh what up from me fam that's how they should end the oscars this year. <laughs> <laughs> all right as always that's a what up from me fam good night good night good night Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 